Right, so welcome back to the world's first ever for What Gear podcast of the year, um, ever. Uh, welcome back. For those of you that are new to the podcast, this is uh, all about tech, games and movies. But when it comes to tech, we specialize in Sony. Um, I'm joined today by Cartoon Charlie, our resident from Lincoln. You like what I did there, resident Lincoln. Um, yeah, Charlie, how's right. it going? <laughs> yeah, not bad, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, good, good. And then Avi Dave out in Cambridge. Hello. Um, yeah, so that's the uh, What Gear team. So today, uh, literally uh, last week, I came up with this genius idea, right? Because like we're kind of like all over the place with topics and stuff. So I said to the guys, why don't we just like, <laughs> why don't we just like uh, have three topics each? Sorry, and in that way sorry. we can. Uh, who, who came up with that idea? <laughs> I thought it was Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had, I had an epiphany. Um, but anyway, listen, what I thought we should do, because most of the What Gear fans are actually uh, Sony fans, that we should uh, maybe kick this podcast off with a bit of Sony news, what's going on with Sony as a company, uh, recent developments for Sony. There's been a few. Yeah, there has definitely been a few. So basically, let me uh, fill you guys in out there if you're interested in a bit of history with Sony. So basically, since sort of around 2012, they've been building their way back up. They, they lost a big market share. Um, they used to be worth near 100 bill. I think in 2012, they dropped to about 18 bill in market, uh, market cap. So they've been building their way back up. And there's good news. Um, they are recovering. So um, what was interesting to me, though, in particular, was the areas in which they're making the ground up. I thought they were doing really well in TVs and phones, but actually those two areas for Sony aren't doing well at all. And the only reason they're still doing them is because they want to, um, it's a strategical, uh, strate- it's a strategy by them to, to, you know, keep their sort of brand strong. Um, but games is a big one for them uh, and cameras and also their music as well. So that's, that's Sony. Uh, but recently, um, they're doing really, really well with PlayStation. PlayStation Plus is blowing up. Um, the PS4 is outselling the Xbox massively. Um, so yeah, what do you guys think about how Sony are progressing? I know, I know, Charlie's a, a big Sony fan. I get, I guess so. Yeah, um, with my phones and my tellies and <laughs> my PS4. Yeah, um, it was surprising for me, at least, that they like when they did decide to restructure, um, that they sold off Vio. Yeah, <laughs> that was a big shock for me. I think I had a Vio at the time um, as a desktop, but yeah, I, I always thought that Sony made good computers. So um, I like their TVs. I mean, obviously, we look at a lot of them on on here. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, it, it was a big shock for me that to see them sell off their computer arm. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, you think these. I mean, Vio when the computers, they kind of were what I saw them as was the sort of rival to the P, the Windows rival to sort of Apple Mac in terms of build quality and stuff like that. That's what most people kind of looked at them as. But it wasn't profitable, which was interesting. Um, but yeah, so let, let me just, I've got some of the numbers actually. The games um, division of Sony is doing really well. They're, every year they're sort of 
making more and more profit. They're 17% up in the last six months. Their devices, uh, sort of cameras and stuff like that, is up 22%. Um, I think that's going to be a really strong um, part of their company in the future because um, I was talking to some uh, camera specialists recently and right now most YouTubers out there use Canon cameras um, and this expert was saying in the next two or three years they could see everybody using the Sony cameras because the sensor technology is so good um, and I, I kind of believe I think that is going to happen to be honest they, they did a thing at CES with um, they literally all they had was a candle in a dark room right nothing else and they took a photo of it uh, with the new A7S and it looked like the whole room was like lit with like multiple light sources. It's crazy. Dave, <laughs> you're quiet over there. <laughs> Sorry, I'm actually, I'm actually just in the, busily setting up all my, uh, all my little uh, pages to talk about for later on in the podcast. But um, yeah, uh, I like Sony products. Um, I haven't really had any sort of real um sony products i've really the only sony product i have in my life right now is a uh, sony soundbar yeah um, which is um it's pretty decent i've got it um hooked up in my front room i, I use it pretty much for gaming and films but um you guys yeah. both have sony soundbars right i've got a few sony things i've got a 5.1 and i've got a uh, sound base as well um so i'm i'm letting the team down then you know what there's some new ones actually that's interesting you said that because there's some new ones which they kind of announced that they didn't officially announce it but they put them on their website um so i'm actually looking at those uh, and i might do some what gear word on the street videos on those but the thing is i don't want to do uh what gear word on the street video and then they release it the next week because then it kind of I'll, i might have all the information wrong you know what i mean yeah um that's the situation i'm in this week actually because the um mobile world congress is next month in barcelona and they're getting set to announce a bunch of stuff um some of the stuff we can expect from sony though this is what everyone's talking about is the xperia c6 ultra um which is a sort of mid-range i think it's kind of an upper mid-range phone as well as the smartwatch 4 um, which I have done a What Gear Word on the street video on, so you guys can check that out. If you want to check it out, just type in What Gear. There's one word and then a smartwatch, and you should find it on YouTube. And also, they might be announcing the Z5 tablet as well. Um, you excited for any of those? Z5 tablet could be cool. I've already got, I've just bought a phone. So, um, yeah, I've got my Z5 Premium all ready to go. Dave, you excited for the Z5 uh, tablet or the smartwatch? Or? Um, maybe the smartwatch. I, I would say if I was in the market for anything at the moment, it would be something to wear on the wrist. I've actually just got myself a, uh, for Christmas, I got uh, given a, um, well, given some money to go and buy a tablet. So I went and got a little um, Lenovo uh, yoga thing, which I'm very happy with. Um, so that will be staying with me for the foreseeable future. Um, smartwatches... Um, yeah, I'm kind of getting into my fitness. Um, I've kind of done the sort of, sort of the whole mid thirties cliche. Come come January, January the first, got into my fitness in a big way. So, just yeah. on, on on the subject of smartwatches, Dave, because uh, yeah. I was at, I was actually talking to a couple of mates yesterday, and um, I mentioned smartwatches, and all of them kind of reacted negatively to the idea of a smartwatch, and sort of said, "I don't really know kind of what it's for." 
And I did say, like, obviously, that they've been popular with exactly what you just said about, um, you know, guys who are concentrating on fitness stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, what what is it that attracts it to you? Is it just the fitness for, side I mean, of it? For, yeah, for me, it's a... Um... I mean, end of the day, a, a smartwatch is uh, t- typically, for, you know, to keep your phone in your pocket, right? But for for me, it's the health side of things uh, that appeal to me more. I mean, I suppose I could be more in the market for a fitness band that does, uh, you know, some smartwatch stuff. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not about the, you know, walking around like uh, Michael, Michael Knight, Knight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. walking around like Michael Knight with the, with the watch uh, held to my forelip, go, talk, talking into the watch because I think that looks uh, pretty stupid. It's, so, that's that's literally what we were discussing. Really, was like you know, it seems impractical for all the stuff that a phone is good for. Really, but, yeah, um, the, the, the whole voice, the, the whole voice call thing. But I mean, like you know, the odd um, text, you know, the odd text notification or WhatsApp notification or stuff like that. Then I can see, I can see appeal in that. But for me, it's more about the the fitness thing. You know, sort of maintaining that that sort of um, Activity, maintaining a constant activity level, uh, and trying, you know, trying, trying to you know, get that to a steady point, and then trying to trying to supersede that on a daily basis. I think. Dave, um, could I just, uh, could I just say, is one of the reasons that you uh, you decided to train so much anything to do with the devastating defeat at the iFit Challenge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, the, there is a, a war gear challenge uh, in the workings. So. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not taking this one line down. If I'm honest, uh, <laughs> uh, the, the old uh, Rocky training montage goes on every morning, and uh, <laughs> be it crunches or weights or, or you know hill walking or running or whatever I'm doing it these days. Uh, um, so anyway, listen back to the smartwatch. <laughs> back to I, the- I see what you guys are saying about talking into to the to the watch itself it does seem a bit like you kind of feel like it you know like when, when you're on the underground and that someone calls you like you, and everyone's standing around and like you answer the phone with your watch everyone's just going to be looking at you thinking what the hell is this you know what i mean yeah like, it's, 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 but um it's, let's say you've got wireless headphones tethered to the phone right and you've got the sort of headphones or you listen to music maybe uh, tethered to the watch sorry and you listen to music maybe from the watch as well and then someone calls you and then you can answer it without having a phone and you can have like a phone call without having a phone. But That's then, pretty cool. Well, you still don't need the watch for that because you can you can do that. I was speaking to you the other day uh, via my phone on Bluetooth headphones. Um, so yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the whole well, the whole voice calling thing on the watch is is nonsense. For for me, but, it's on the sporting side of things. Let's say you you're out, you're running. Uh, someone calls you. It's an important call. Um, yeah, well, unless unless I get unless you have one of those smartwatches, which is well, there aren't many. Let's have one of those smartwatches that allows you to uh, leave your phone at home. Then there aren't many watches out there that will allow you to just uh, go go for a jog with a watch on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it should be interesting to see what they do. Um, the last smartwatch was, I I don't think it was that well received to be honest, uh, but it did have I, some I think, key. I think most companies' smartwatches haven't sold as well as they would like. You know. Yeah. Yeah, there was a couple of things that set the smartwatch free apart. Though it was the GPS, yeah, which meant it could track your sort of um, your progress if you're running and stuff like that. And it also had an amazing battery life, which I think surpassed pretty much all of its competitors. So those two t- key strengths we'll probably see in the smartwatch four. Um, let's see if they do anything else with it. Though. It'll be interesting to see. Mm. Um, so we'll be watching the uh, Barcelona M- MWC. 
So, uh, Dave, are you uh, excited for the new variations of the Xperia? The pad? The uh, no, pad? not the pad. The, the, the C6 Ultra, which is... which C6 is a uh, Ultra. It's, do you know what? I've only seen... There's been some leaked images of it, and Charlie would be happy to know this. It's a pink phone, by, <laughs> by the way. It's a pink Sign version. Me up. <laughs> Was that C or Z? Uh, C, so it's so not C. the high-end. It's the camp. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's kind of a mid. I, I don't know if it's above or below the M series that they have. Um, right. But it is an octa core. It's it is full perhaps. HD. Um, uh, yeah, no, not really, not really. Um, I, 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 I must admit, I'm really, really, really holding out for for a smartphone that that defies convention at the moment. I, I to be honest, I don't really want to put my um, money into a into another just brick smartphone brick you know yeah yeah well something outside of the box this exactly, time exactly exactly i'm really fingers crossed for this uh this uh, samsung uh wallet phone or clamshell phone or whatever it's gonna yeah. be yeah uh, something like that would be amazing uh, but something something other than just like a five and a half five point seven inch um brick or, yeah. or a little, little tile or whatever well, I mean, Sony kind of out of the box with their 4K screen. They're, they're the first to do it. Charlie's got the premium as well. How, how are you finding that 4K screen, Charlie? Is it is it noticeably better than anything else? It's very, it's very noticeably clearer than uh, most other phone screens that I've seen, yeah. I mean, obviously, there's uh, over time, I feel like I've gone a bit, um, like I'm not noticing it as much. Yeah. A bit numb. Yeah, because yeah, you, you just get used to it, don't you? But yeah. yeah, I mean, this, the moment that I turned the phone on, I was just like, ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, we could see some new stuff. There is room, there is a possibility, right? It's not out of the question that we might see the Z6. But to be honest with you, they've only just announced the Z5 less than six months ago, I think. Uh, me and Dave were actually at the launch. Uh, if you guys want to check that video out, make sure you go over to What Gear. Type in um, What Gear, it's one word. And then uh, Z5 launch, and you'll see uh, what we got up to. Mm. I think we were the only people filming there that day. Um, yes, everyone else was drinking. Including, <laughs> yeah, including me. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave's the only person not drinking. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah, do you know, this is interesting as well. I found this out. You know of the whole mobile market landscape? You know how much Sony, uh, how much market share Sony have? I don't know. How Take much? a guess. Take a guess. I'm going to say 17.5%. Charlie, what do you think? For um, Sony's market share, the mobile landscape. I'm going to say... I'm going to say 5%. Oh, Charlie's closer. It's actually 2% of the wow. entire wow. market. I know. Surprising. So this, this was an eye-opener for me, man, because I was like... You know, you kind of, you see Sony as like a top dog in, in that sort of electronics world. But the truth is in TVs and mobiles, I mean, TVs, they're doing all right. I think they've got more market share, but they're not making that much money in those two areas. It's all about PlayStation for them. Uh, and that brings me on to the next topic, right? PlayStation VR, right? I think their only rival is going to be uh, the Oculus, which has been funded by Facebook, right? So it's basically Facebook versus Sony. But when you look at the two companies, right, Facebook have like zero experience in gaming, right? Pretty much nothing. 
uh, and Sony are riding the wave of the PS4, which is outselling everything. It's even, you know, even in Nintendo sales are dropping and Sony sales are rising. Um, so they're, they're kind of going to ride that wave with this new PlayStation VR. Um, who do you see winning that war? I think we kind of touched on this before, innit? We did. Um, I see the PSVR being, this being a big year for PlayStation and PlayStation VR. What about you guys? I think, um, yeah, it, I mean, obviously we did talk about it last week. Uh, so without wanting to go over too much of the same ground, I guess, like yeah. I'd, I don't see them as like direct competitors. And like you said, it's because Facebook uh, have tried to set up the Oculus as this like device that's, you know, oh yeah, you can use it for games, but you know, it has a wider uh, implication, you know, yeah. um, I mentioned some of the things that Mark Zuckerberg said that he saw like possible applications for it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Sony have made it all about the games, but just to, um, make a point, I guess, about why a possible reason why the finances were so bad in 2012. Um, I mean, 18 billion is not terrible um, when we yeah. hear when we hear it. Yeah. Obviously, when like you say, from going from 100 billion uh, to drop into 18, the yeah. PS3 was a, a disaster to start with. At least uh, they recovered it. They pulled yeah. it back at the end, and they ended up selling about as many PS3s as. Microsoft sold Xbox 360s yeah. in the end. But, you know, the, the launch was an absolute disaster and the console was expensive to make. They couldn't sell it at the price that they originally wanted to sell it for. Yeah, they so, were making a loss for a long time on that, weren't they? Well, most most people don't know this, but most consoles are sold at a loss. Yeah. Uh, and then they make the money back on the software. And then over time, they try and sort of scale back, a, you know, a lot of the costs. That's why usually when consoles come out, They'll look super nice. You know, the, the the first model PS3s looked absolutely gorgeous. That's what all the Chrome was about, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It felt really weighty as well. Like, that thing's a fucking tank. But, um, you know, you, you fast forward in time uh, to the, the Super Slim and then the Ultra Slim. Uh, and the Ultra Slim has, like, a plastic tray that you slide across with your hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that and that's a cost saving measure is to make it as cheap as possible. Sounds like a lot of work. Oh, I'm glad you mentioned that, right? Because listen to this, right? So the Xperia Z5, right, launched last year. Um, they they released the premium in the states, so you can get the premium, which is the same one that you've got, Charlie. But now they're launching the compact and the regular Z5 without the fingerprint sensor in the US, right? And now for me personally, right, if I was in the US and I was a Sony fan. I would be really pissed that they're giving me a watered-down version of the Z5. You know what I mean? If I couldn't afford the premium and I, was, I had my heart set on getting the regular Z5, mm. the fact that they've taken, you know, one of the features out that we get over here and other countries obviously get as well, wouldn't that affect your decision to buy the product knowing that they've, they've, they've watered it down? I think um, they've, they marketed the Z5 pretty heavily with the fingerprint scanner yeah so it, it is quite surprising and in fact that was one of the sort of things that made me think well you know you get 4k screen uh remote play on my phone and you know fingerprint stuff oh, that was one of the the, the the core points i suppose so yeah it does seem weird that they took it out yeah and it's a big market out there as well but um mm. i guess like you said you know they've got a they've got to kind of recoup some of that money 
uh, especially if they're making a loss and stuff, which uh, it looks like they are. Um, but anyway, there was some more stuff, uh, some more Sony news before we go into the next segment. Um, child labor scandal. So basically, it's not just Sony in on this, right? Not just Sony being accused of this, but Apple and Samsung as well, right? They found like some kids mining out, what is it, cobalt or something like that. Mm. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's for lithium-ion batteries. Um, yeah. it's, it's a major component of that style of battery. Um, but 50% of the world's supply comes from the Dominican Republic of Congo. Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's been a lot of worrying reports of, uh, you know, children being in mines for like more than 24 straight hours. Um, That's not cool. <laughs> yeah. They shouldn't be in there in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, isn't it? All these big companies are doing it, but um, I guess what can what can they do about it? You know? <laughs> other than they can either deny it completely, say, no, no, we didn't know that was going on. Or they could just pay, you know, they'd have to pay actual workers to go and do it. I don't know how they're going to resolve it, to be honest. But anyway, that, that was a breaking story this, uh, uh, this week for Sony and, and the, other, the other companies. Do you think that's going to affect, affect them, the way people see them or affect I think sales? I think this historically has always affected um, companies. Uh, like, look, look at what happened to Nike like, overnight basically uh, got devalued in the 90s just because people like reacted really strongly i suppose to uh to the idea of like children <laughs> being exploited in this way especially the bbc article that i read um one of the children that they spoke to was like 14 and he was talking about you know his mum wanted to send him to school and his stepfather was um exploiting him and making him go and you know do all this dangerous work so yeah it's it's heart-wrenching for sure but um Conflict minerals in particular is has been a bit of a hot topic in technology for a long time. Um, what's surprising is that Sony and Microsoft especially have uh, definitely tried to be more open and transparent and, you know, more accountability as to where a lot of their stuff comes from. Yeah. So it's, it's really shocking, I think, for it to come out now because, you know, they like historically it's always been nintendo that's been like yeah we're using conflict minerals you know it's, <laughs> well they would just say it not that they say it it's just that they, they don't deny it you know right, like right. <laughs> where whereas sony and microsoft obviously have come out ahead and said you know used it as a big thing and saying you know we, we, we are trying to be more ethical yeah. we are looking at where all our stuff comes from um because really i mean no one wants to sort of sit down on must on your sofa and you know, pick up a PS4 controller and go, this lithium-ion battery, you know, the cobalt that's in this controller was probably mined by, you know... Seven-year-old. A child, yeah, like a, a, yeah. a child who's working in horrific conditions. So, so yeah. when I when you were telling me about this story uh, yesterday, I think I think we had a quick catch-up yesterday, uh, the first image that came to my mind was the, uh, the bit from Indiana Jones with the, uh, the kids working in the mines... Yeah, um, I I don't know if it's like that or not, but um, I'm sure they don't get flogged like that like that. But um, yeah, it's definitely something they need to um, to look at. Yeah, it's, it could be damaging. I think they're just they're lucky that they're not in it on their own. They're lucky that Samsung and Apple are also you know uh, been tarred with the same brush here. So I think it's it's not surprising. numbers maybe. Yeah, it's it's not surprising, I guess, that um, that other companies have been in implied as well. Um, 
but yeah, there's there's strong allegations, obviously, and you know, I honestly I don't know how you how you manage this sort of situation. What do you what do you guys think? They could either throw a load of money at it and try and um, do it properly, pay proper people to do it, which would cost them a lot. Um, well, I don't know, man. Maybe they set up new jobs for actual people that are old enough to, to do it. But anyway, yeah, listen, I, it's a, yeah, okay. quite a grim... Oh, do you want to... Oh, sorry, I didn't want to cut you off, man. Go ahead. That's all right, that's all right. And yet you did. I expect a load of... Uh, a load of politicians are going to wade in on this one and there'll be a sort of a big... Um, a big stink made of it for for a little while, and and there'll there'll be some sort of remuneration for the for the people that work there and that sort of thing. But ultimately, it's it's, uh, it's a foreign a foreign issue, right? I mean, they they shouldn't they shouldn't be they they should be sort of uh, applying some pressure to make sure working conditions are better and that sort of thing. But I don't think anything's gonna gonna come of it, to be honest. Yeah. Well, anyway, let's move away from this grim topic. Um, they, I'm sure they'll resolve it somehow. I just want to go back to PlayStation really, really quickly, and then we'll go into my genius plan, which I came up with last week. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. So um, last thing, right, PlayStation. You know how many units they've sold? 6.4 million PlayStation 4s. Um, literally, they are dominating. Um, Nintendo is dying. Uh, I, this is a quick question. Could you see... A future where we might have Mario, the, uh, Mario, and possibly Sonic the Hedgehog on PlayStation. Sorry, Troy. Where, where, <laughs> what? I think your sales figures are, are pretty wrong there. I think maybe six point four million in the last six months or something like that. Yeah. In November, they passed thirty million sales. Let me read the article again. I got it on. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll it's cut just, this bit out. <laughs> it's, it's just, you know, a big deal was made um, of Sony when they passed 10 million because during, the, must, PS, sorry, during the PS3 and 360 era, um, Microsoft said, you know, uh, it's the console wars and stuff, but whoever passes 10 million sold, yeah. Will win. Yeah, so, so it must be 2015. When the, the uh, when the PS4 surpassed 10 million sales, you know they they quoted Microsoft <laughs> and said, you know, uh, 10 million sold now. So, oh really? Okay, it must be 2015. Then they sold 6.4 million units. <clears throat> Let me check. I want to double check that though because I'm not sure. I can't do it because my phone is fucking capturing the audio. Language, say. Timothy. Oh yeah, okay. One sec, one sec. I hope this doesn't wreck the audio. Uh, it's some kind of investment website. So where is it? Yeah, so they're saying over 30 million sold and counting. Where did I get that figure? 6.4. So yeah, this is what it is. So about 36 million PS4s have now been sold with approximately 6.4 million during the just gone holiday season. So we're talking just over Christmas then. That's what we're looking at. Wow. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Bloody hell. That's, uh, well, that's not bad, is it? Um, interesting. Uh, interestingly, there's only two months last year where the Xbox outsold the PS4. Uh, it was... Uh it's worth mentioning that uh, in around October last year, Microsoft, during an interview, said that they are no longer um, tracking the metric 
uh, or how many units are sold. <laughs> really? Well, as, that was the month that they, for success. That, yeah. that was yes. one of the months where they where they done well. April and October were the only months where they outsold the PS. Microsoft actually, um, yeah, they've they've been pretty vocal recently, saying that they're they're no longer tracking it. So it's made it difficult, obviously, to make comparisons between sales. But obviously, you know, retailers keep track of these things. So but the, yeah. the, the the details are still going to be there. But obviously, it's not Microsoft saying we've sold this many units. Um, it's it's weird as well because usually when, uh, like publishers or you know, um, console manufacturers talk about units, uh, they usually talk about units shipped. That's not necessarily units sold. That's the amount of units that they've sent to retailers to make available for sale. Uh, so they're usually inflated figures, obviously. But this is units sold. Yeah, yeah. PS4s yeah. in homes. Um, so yeah, it's it's monstrously successful. It's interesting that you brought up Nintendo as well because um, Nintendo obviously haven't done very well with the Wii U. It's been out uh, almost exactly four years now, uh, and it only really recently surpassed the number of consoles sold by the Dreamcast. No way. <laughs> uh, which is notorious for killing Sega. Um, yeah, yeah. Even though it's it's looked back uh, very fondly now. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, but yeah, we're uh, we've got the the new Nintendo console coming up on the horizon. Uh, yeah, it's currently codenamed NX, obviously at the minute, and Nintendo are making a lot of changes at the minute. Obviously, unfortunately, their uh, their helmsman, I guess, um, passed away sadly last year uh, from yeah. a young age. So yeah, they've got a bit of new blood. Um, they're moving in a, a a bit of a new direction. They started, you know, partnering on mobile games and yeah it's um it's all a bit up in the air obviously there's not a lot of nx details the stuff the details that we are getting are kind of upsubstantiated rumors but um yeah i mean there's there's reports that it's going to run at 900p ah interesting sub full hd um resolution which i don't know they've always been behind in the graphics i don't think it's for them it's always been about gameplay isn't it really i think like they've tried to sort of revolutionize with every sort of console that they bring out and that's why i think they they set that trend of not just calling it you know like the the sony were the only ones to sort of say well we've got another playstation coming out what do we call it playstation 2 yeah um (laughs) Whereas you look at, you know, the console, the Sega, um, the Nintendo consoles through the ages, uh, and you've got, you know, the Nintendo Entertainment System that uh, invented the D-pad. And then you've got um, the Super Nintendo, which, you know, the face buttons, shoulder shoulder buttons, you know, they're all very familiar to us now. Uh, Then the N64, you've got analog stick. Um, yeah, that was a cool design. That one. It was. You, had, you could hold that control in like three or four, three or four different ways. I think, from what I can remember. Yeah, I, I never really cracked how to hold it because <laughs> um, it, it's just like you know you, you see it now, and I feel like even kids now would just be like, I don't know what to do with that. But um, <laughs> you know, and having a button underneath as like a trigger, the Z button yeah. underneath. Yeah. Um, they kind of pioneered all of this stuff, didn't they, they? They did. And then the GameCube obviously wasn't as revolutionary, I suppose, but it was their first disc-based media. Um, and they they did, um, whilst the GameCube didn't, wasn't as successful as they wanted it to be, 
you know, you've got the Wii after that with the the motion controls, um, which you know at the time it was a yeah. huge deal. I feel like motion controls have. I've got a know, funny Matt, story about that actually. Wayne. Yeah, <laughs> I used to live on a, a high street right down the road from here, right, and uh, on the second floor or first floor. So like literally, right, um, when buses came along. Everybody could see straight into my living room. And I remember I just got the Wii, right? And I'd got Legend of Zelda, right? I was so, I was so excited because I got this console, right? And um, I love Zelda. Uh, I know Charlie wanted to talk about it. It's a bit later. We'll, we'll go on to that in a minute. Um, I was there fishing, right? So, you know, I was doing like the fishing movements, right? <laughs> I was like, throwing, casting the line, like, reeling the thing in. And I remember looking to, out my window like that. And uh, an entire top floor, uh, second floor of a double decker bus, school kids <laughs> all staring straight into my living room, like laughing. I was like, oh man, quickly close the curtains. <laughs> 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 oh man. But yeah, definitely it was um, that was a, uh, a landmark event for motion control gaming devices, for sure. Um, that was the the era for it, but I mean, partly people are contributing the success of uh, PS4 to the fact that you know in the last generation people don't really sort of talk about how many Wii's got sold, but it's a lot. Yeah, it, it you done know, really well. They did really, really well. Really well. They would, you know, you'd be hard pressed to find like a family living room without a Wii in it, and um, I think like. The fact that if you kind of factor in that, you know, the Wii came out, you know, 10 years ago this year, yeah. um, you know, those gamers, they've they've grown up now and they're at the age where, you know, they'll be like, you know, I, I play games, I'm, I'm ready to make the step up to the kind of more cool Advanced. platform, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, into the more sort of mature category. So yeah, they'll they'll be right there, and because there is no, uh, you know, good Nintendo platform, I guess. Like, I feel like the Wii U gets a bad rap. You know, there's there's plenty of good games for it, but it's just, I feel like they've they've marketed it badly. People yeah. still don't really know what it is, or and the fact that the NX obviously is has been a big talking point for the last sort of year. People have, I think are hesitant to now shed out you know hundreds of pounds on a console that you know, might be obsolete in six yeah, months. Exactly. So last last topic, right? And we kind of we kind of went off the Sony topic, but last Sony topic, right? The fact that Sony has snatched up Hideo Kojima, right? He's made his last ever Metal Gear, um, epic, epic uh, game series. Um they've got Hideo Kojima. What are they gonna do with him? Because if he can't make Metal Gears, what's he gonna do? He's, Different spin-off or... They've literally... You, you um, there, there's a lot of pictures of Hideo Kojima uh, surfacing recently. Like, he's been... Yeah, he's been pictured hanging out with J.J. Abrams. Um, like, he's been looking at a lot of the, the Sony-exclusive technologies. He's been putting his face out there. But... Yeah. Um, so, I feel like he's, he's kind of just... Uh, there's nothing firm in his mind yet, I think, that he wants to work on. Maybe he's got a couple of rough ideas, but obviously he wants to look at what can be done. He looks wants to look at uh, some new technologies to get stuck into it. A lot of people were really um, upset when Silent Hills got cancelled, the project that he was going to be working on with Guillermo del Toro. So a lot of people have said, you know, why doesn't he just do a sort of spiritually the same game? 
Yeah. Uh, just not call it Silent Hills. Um, you know, uh, Norman Reedus has said that he was really gutted that the project got canned as well because he was going to be in there. Yeah. Um, everyone reacted positively, obviously, to seeing his face uh, at the end of the Silent Hills the PT demo. So, yeah, I, I think it's it's anyone's guess, really. But, you know, people obviously celebrate Hideo Kojima for Metal Gear, but he has worked on other stuff, Sony Vendors. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, he's, he's got a rich pedigree of, of involvement, you know, over the last 30 years. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does. I mean, I'd like to see something similar to Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> I know it's, it's, that's, that's probably boring to him and he, he probably wouldn't want to do it, but that's what I'd like to see. Uh, Dave, you've, Dave's from, you're familiar with the Metal Gear series, aren't you, Dave? Uh, not massively. I've, I've dabbled in it now and again. Um, to be honest, I've not really, not really, not really been involved with it since, uh, since I've moved away from PlayStation 2. Right. Um, there was that one on Xbox, um, not the, uh, the last one. Um, no, no, not not the little, you know, not the little twenty quid one. The the one before that, which was, uh, gosh, what was that called? Um, Rise of uh, something. Oh, the Raiden one. That was nothing. Well, that was that was that a completely was, uh, different game. Yeah, yeah that was, was that was, it was really made by, cool. It was made by Platinum Games, uh, so it was a different sort of different take on uh, what you know what could be done in that universe, I guess. But it's not a stealth game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, let's uh, let's move on now to uh, the genius plan that I had last week. So, who wants to kick it off, man? Um, I, I've well, got as it was your topics. genius plan, um, I suggest uh, that you, you kick it off. And, oh, uh, okay. So, perhaps, um, we'll talk, perhaps we'll talk about one thing each from each topic. Um, do you know what the actual tech I was going to talk about was the C6 and we've kind of already covered that um, there's no point in me really going back over it so I'll move on to the um, the game that I wanted to talk about Uncharted 4 right so I heard that um, Naughty Dog uh, ending this this I think Charlie might have mentioned this before in another uh, one of the podcasts um, they're ending it in such a way that it can't be continued from that point from what I understand so that could either mean Drake's going to die or, I don't know, some kind of crippling injury or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then they're basically moving on, aren't they? I mean, Charlie, you probably know more about this than I do. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I spoke about it before, obviously. It's called A Thief's End. Um, yeah, so I'm really I'm really looking forward to uh, the new Uncharted. Um, but yeah, right, it's, it's called A Thief's End. There's been a lot of speculation, obviously, about what uh, that could mean. Um because I feel like just calling it, you know, Nate dies, <laughs> yeah. would be a little bit on the nose. So it's, it, I think it's nice that there's a little bit of intrigue. It's, uh, yeah. it's got people wondering how it could end, possibly. Yeah. I think you know, like uh, Last of Us was so successful, um, and it, I guess it's, it's it's strange to think really when we think of Naughty Dog because they're such a successful company and they've just churned out hits over the yeah. years, uh, yeah. way back from when, you know, they uh, created Crash Bandicoot, uh, right up to now, obviously. Um, but uh, the, the Last of Us was the first time that they'd ever worked on two games concurrently. Yeah, yeah. So before that, they'd only ever been a team working on one game at a time. Um, yeah. But then 
after The Last of Us, some of those guys uh, that worked on The Last of Us got moved over to Uncharted 4, which I thought was interesting because they are very, obviously, thematically different games. So yeah. I did speculate, you know, we might see some sort of darker content really involved in Uncharted. We've had some sort of, you know, the uh, the last third of the, the first Uncharted where you've got, you know, Nazi zombies, I guess. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know the, the, all the kind of monsters and, uh, you know, theology that's involved. But I think, yeah, yeah it's it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they wrap it up. And I, I hope that they get it right at least. But I've got a lot of faith in how they would handle it. Yeah, yeah. Do you know, one of the interesting things I've read about the game is they've actually got, um, they've got it set up so you can have um, varying storylines. But ultimately, the ending... It's going to be the same, uh, no matter what. Um, you guys still there? Yeah. Yep. My uh, the, the the bloody Xbox is. Uh, I think the PVR is messed up or something, but I, I've still got audio. Uh, so yeah, one of the things that they've done is um, they've done it so there's a sort of um, storyline can branch off in different directions, but ultimately, no matter what happens, it's always going to come to this one ending, uh, which is basically going to you know finish the series um and then naughty dog are moving on but they but sony still own the uncharted name which means they could go back and do prequels if they wanted to but they'd have to do they probably do it with a different um developers do you think that's something they would do would they would they sometimes it's just good to end the series you know while it's still on a high you know what i mean instead of trying to um, well, let, let's not forget that they've already made uh, an Uncharted game that wasn't made by... Uh, which Nick one was that? Boyd the or? PS Vita one or... Which one was that? The PS Vita one was made by Naughty Dog, but, you know, it wasn't a full... It was it was made by um, SCE, uh, SCE Bend. Right. Um, Naughty Dog had involvement. And I'm sure that they would probably still retain some sort of involvement uh, in any future ones. But, yeah, I thought uh, Uncharted Golden Abyss was really good, actually. Um, it was a bit weird as a prequel because I, I guess they can kind of do whatever they want, but there's certain sort of rules that they have to follow uh, right. with with regard to like what characters they introduce, I guess, and, and stuff like that. But it was a nice game for the Vita, and it used a lot of the features that the Vita can offer in a good way, I think, like using uh, rubbings. Uh, there's also a bit where uh, in the game there's like a clue you get and you you have to sort of hold it up to sunlight to be able to read it. And that, right. involved, that involved actually lifting your Vita up to a source of light. Uh, ah. uh, which caused uh, a mate of mine uh, uh, to, to make himself look pretty weird on the train to work one morning. Almost as bad as my fishing uh, Wii story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah, they've already done it, so there's a precedent for it. I would like to see them kind of, if Naughty Dog want to wrap it up, uh, and I guess they could, you know, say, like, we want to, you know, we want to be involved on some level, I guess, to oversee it. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I kind of like, get the feeling like they the should just... So they should just let it let it end there and if, if they want to do something else like long time in the future then do it but i think sometimes you can you can you can sort of undo you know what was a, a good memory if, if they yeah. try and do it and fail you know 
Um, anyway, who's next, man? Um, Charlie? <laughs> sure. Um, so I want to talk about my tech story, which was going to be uh, the Pine A64. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, yeah when, I, when I was, uh, we were obviously planning uh, what we wanted to talk about for this podcast. I mentioned it to you guys and Troy, you uh, reacted really strongly to this. Yeah, uh, I'm actually blown away at how I didn't know about this already, to be honest. It's uh, for those who don't know, obviously, it's um, it's kind of like the Raspberry Pi. Um, so it's a, an affordable sort of microcomputer. Uh, but this one is 64 bit. Uh, just to run through a few specs, I guess. It's a quad-core 1.2 gigahertz uh, supercomputer. Um, Why do they call it a supercomputer? What makes it super? It's a good question, I guess. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, they're, they're running it on as a Kickstarter, and they've made a huge deal. They're they're selling this for $15. So that's a tenner. Unbelievable. Um, I know that Dave's really proud of the, the Raspberry Pi. Coming out of yeah, this local yeah, area. Cambridge, uh, Cambridge Invention. You know what else comes out of Cambridge? Indian uh, Indian Ale. <laughs> <laughs> nice. In, India Pale Ale. <laughs> yeah. Brewed in Cambridge. Oh, uh, it's just like the road from Cambridge. Yeah, it's like uh, we, were, we were, um, uh, at the uh, EGX, we went to some pub in Birmingham. It's like, oh, this looks, uh, yeah, let's, have, let's try some of this foreign beer. <laughs> Where's it made? It's got to be India. Yeah, nice. The Kickstarter's done really well. It's been very well received. Um, they were asking for this is a this is a weird figure for me to ask for. Um, Thirty-one thousand four hundred and sixteen dollars was the goal. Yeah. Um, they're they're just shy of thirty thousand backers at the minute, and at the time of recording. They've res- they've got uh one million three hundred eighty one thousand five hundred ninety four dollars pledged. Insane. Uh, well, you know what? I would have put it's just quid it's just down. under two it's just under uh, two days left on that. Yeah, it's it's insanely cheap. Um, and what what do you get for what do you get for your for your pledge? Uh, well, obviously being Kickstarter, there's there's tiers. Um, mm-hmm. There are there's quite a few left uh, of the fifteen dollar. Just you know. Pine I, I didn't see that. I thought they were sold out when I looked. Uh, they've got an early bird action uh, option, and that's sold yeah. out. But the just fifteen dollars, uh, it is limited. But they've got three thousand one hundred thirty-eight left of ah, five thousand. I might have to um, get one of those. So yeah, the, the, uh, the date as well is March twenty sixteen, and obviously, you know, I'm a little bit skeptical as to stuff on Kickstarter when they're like, "This is when you'll receive it." Yeah. Uh, because usually it's nothing of the kind, absolutely nothing of the kind. But um, yeah, I've got the specs up here, I guess, uh, and I've got Raspberry Pi specs up as well. Yeah, um, you know, you know, one of the things that I found really interesting was it can sure. output 4K. It can. It can. Run, it can run Android, so you can yeah. get all the Android apps. Um, so if you just want, like, let's say you don't have a PC, uh, you don't have a tablet, you don't have a phone, you could just spend fifteen dollars. And you got yourself a supercomputer with 4K output, which you can just plug straight into your TV, um, and have all the apps and everything. Um, as for as for sort of inputs, though, what kind of inputs can you put in? Is it mouse, uh, mouse uh, pads or 
game pads or they've made a lot of set of uh you know even in the video they're talking about a lot of the uh the kind of stuff that they've been making to go with it a lot of the bluetooth uh you know peripherals and whatnot um but yeah uh i'm just trying to get something up here so yeah um Add different hardware interfaces to your Pi and the A64 as you see fit. Depending on whether you pick the Pi and the A64 or A64 Plus, it ships with two default USB ports. So uh, that H- means mouse and keyboard. Exactly. HDMI output, 3.5mm audio mic output, Ethernet port, and two I.O. expansion buses. On the more advanced Pi and the A64 model, you'll receive three additional ports to add to the optional accessories, such as camera module, touch panel module, and the LCD panel port. It's insane what you can get for $15. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I think I, I'm actually, if, if there is some available, I'd actually pay for that. Although I guess they'd have to ship it from the States and then we get stung with bloody um, import fees and all that kind of stuff. With a lot of people um, are sceptical of importing stuff from abroad, but if you're importing something that's cheap, and this is definitely cheap, then you won't get really that many import fees and duty yeah it's quite small as well isn't you'll, it you'll just be paying vat on it so that'll be like two pound what do you think mm. dave excited for this uh, product i i'm a little curious about it to be honest i mean i did uh, when we talked when you guys were talking about it on whatsapp so i did have a quick very quick poker uh, and um it does look good i mean i'm just look i'm just very while you guys are chatting i'm just very quickly skimming through the the, the different pledge options and for 89 dollars or more you get a pine a64 plus uh box with touchscreen which i thought yeah. was uh which was quite a good deal to be honest um, so that's like a little lcd screen that comes with a little it. touch lcd it, yeah, screen yeah it's the little touchscreen panel that uh that i mentioned but cool an- another cool feature i think is that the uh the boot disc is stored on a removable micro sd card right nice so you can literally just have like multiple sd cards with uh you know, different so one for like Android, one for Linux, and yeah, and, that kind and then of thing, yeah. and then just swap between them as needed. I think it's a great uh, it's a great little option. I mean, the Raspberry Pi, I guess. Like, um, I mean, I love the Raspberry Pi. Uh, yeah. Back in the day, obviously, like uh, they gave out BBC microcomputers because they wanted to encourage people to learn how to code and mm. uh, be a lot more proficient with computers because you know they saw that you know this is the future. This is every every home in the country is going to have one of these eventually, um, and it inspired a lot of people. There's a lot of people who are, you know, legends in the gaming industry who were just sitting in their um, sitting in their their garages or their bedrooms, you know, just coding away, making you know these now like legendary games. Um, and I feel like the Raspberry Pi, they were trying to. You know, IT teaching in this country is not great. I would say, like they're, they're not teaching coding um, or, or anything. I, like that. I, I I disagree with that. To be honest, I mean, my kids are actually uh, they're in their infant school and they're actually starting think, to get um, uh, coding lessons now. Nowadays, I think that's, it's becoming that's because it's changing. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. it's changing. And the Raspberry Pi, I think, was a, a key step towards that. Yeah, because I think they need they recognise that they needed change. Yeah, you know, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, our generation. Oh, yeah, no, I totally when agree we were, with that. When yeah. we were at school, IT like lessons were how to send emails, how to use Microsoft Word and Microsoft Excel. And that was basically it. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that, uh, that was our key stage two and three IT. <laughs> you know, um, you know what's interesting about this product as well is the guy that designed it. I think he designed it. He was the guy that designed the original Apple computer, the Apple One, the I, Apple I'm Seed. Not, I don't think he's involved. I think he's just talking about it. Oh, well, but, I thought I thought he said that he was the guy that was putting these things together. No, he, he was the one that put the original Apple uh, Macintosh computers together. Is that what he, that's what he said, right? He's yeah, he's, but, he's Apple's twelfth uh, employee. Oh, he was he was just brought. I think he was just brought in just to comment about the uh, comparison between sort of. Uh, oh, so he's not involved in the production of it. He's just talking about it. I don't. It. Know. Oh, he was just I talking see. about a thing. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, see, I might I be wrong there. His name's uh, Daniel Kotke. Probably right. pronouncing that wrong. Right, right, right. Well, I mean, if he's talking about it in such uh, with such high regards, it's got to be good, right? And I'm I'm impressed with it. Uh, well, I I suggest all you guys out there listening, type it in um, Pine sixty four P I N E sixty four on Kickstarter and have a look at that video. It's really impressive. Uh, they've raised a lot of money. Uh, I can see a lot of big things uh, for them. Um, I'm surprised, you know, that they're not greedy and they don't bump the price up. To be honest, man, because what you get for that fifteen dollars is is insane. Yeah. Um, really, really good uh, product. I'm glad you brought it up, uh, Dave. What yes. you got? <laughs> so, um, kind of carrying on from what we were talking about towards the start of this podcast was uh, wearables. For me, like I said, um, fitness is a big thing. Uh, for me at the moment um, and I happen to notice that uh, a couple of days ago there was a leak online about the uh, yet another Samsung wearable actually Smartwatch um, 3? No Smart not Smartwatch 3. a fitness tracker a new fitness tracker uh, watch that's, that's that they're, they're getting ready to launch um, it, it visually is kind of um, similar to the um, was it the S2 their, their, latest, watch. Their, yeah. their latest watch. Uh, so it, I would assume that it's a bezel-controlled um, fitness tracker watch. Uh, that's that's all I really know about it at the moment. There's no real um, other information online about it, but I thought I'd just bring it to, to, to attention sort of thing. Um, I am yeah. quite interested to see what they do with it. As far as I know, it's going to... Again, the downside with this watch, as with the other Samsung watches, is it will run their own... Um, Tizon. Uh, Tizon, thank you. Their, yeah. their own Tizon operating system, which is, for me, it's a big a big negative because there's so many apps and, and stuff on Android where that they could have, uh, you know, they could have linked to and, and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's a, it's a bit of a turnoff. Um, I'm certainly not. If it, I, I would assume the price is going to be a similar um, similar region to their uh, S2, which is somewhere in the region of 250 to 300 uh, pounds. Which is it's a lot of money for for something that's limited to its its own infrastructure. I think Samsung got a little bit greedy on that front, really. Yeah, it does seem that way. What do you make of that Charlie's new new Samsung watch? Uh, to be honest, I haven't even seen the last one yet. <laughs> they only just announced the last one. Um, what do you make yeah. of it, Charlie? Yeah, I feel like uh, like I say, like with a lot of uh, smartwatches, um, there, there's a a very sort of like most of the public don't really sort of get it yeah. um but they definitely are you know like dave said they they've found an audience with that um the fitness mm. crowd um yeah and, and i feel like it's a it's a nice sort of bridge between the phone and uh and and the kind of you know the the fitbits and uh the whatever the nike one's called 
the Fuel No Nike I don't know Is it just Nike Plus Fuel Band Fuel Band Fuel Band Is it Fuel yeah, Band Is that what it's yeah, called which, which has been discontinued by the way It's not uh, They're not making them anymore Really Nike Yeah oh, That's interesting N- Nike, Nike uh, are, plays Nike in sports actually, Last year It was uh, middle, middle of last year Or early last year They actually announced That they were stopping uh, Producing those And they were moving solely Into software So um yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Well, so, I guess their expertise isn't in tech, really, is it? It's cheaper to make an app, too. You yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. You can, make right, an app, right. you can make an app and just be like, yeah, give us a bit of money and uh, yeah. You know, so um, let the Android store and the, the iPhone store. So, carrying on it. with that, that whole fitness band thing, I, I couldn't really leave it at that because that was a really, really sort of. Uh, you know, a very it was only a, a little a little tidbit of uh, fitness wearables, but um, HTC and Under Armour, the Under Armour being the uh, heavily branded um, Lycra, extreme sports, <laughs> extreme sports and Lycra, where yeah. you know it's like the the um, like the well the, the cage fighters usually sort of like training in the in the in the spandex range. <laughs> how big my muscles are under this spandex type uh, type people. They do um, but all kinds of stuff like biking gear as well. Like, they do, you know, yeah. It's, it's usually sort of like um, like uh, thermal, thermal wear and stuff like that. But anyway, um, they have teamed up with HTC uh, to make a, a fitness health box. Uh, it's not actually a box. It's actually a box containing uh, three different things. You get a, uh, a chest um, sensor, heart rate sensor. You get a um, set of scales um, which can uh, detect different uh, people. Uh, when different people stand on it, it knows who's standing on it, um, which measures weight and um, body mass index. And also you get, uh, what else do you get with it? You get a, 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 a little watch, like a little uh, band, fitness band, which tracks your um, steps and running and sleep patterns and calories burned and that sort of thing. Yeah, um, you just reminded me of something. You know the scale, right? They're running the the risk that Nintendo took, right? You know when Nintendo released the, the uh, balance board, the balance board. The, the balance board was telling people's kids that they were obese. <laughs> there was, I remember some kind of lawsuit against against Nintendo because, like, they like uh, it told some kid that they were obese and they got upset about it. And her parents got mad and like tried to sue Nintendo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how much truth is there is to that, but I remember hearing that story. I thought it was quite funny. If they if they give if they're doing scales, they might be running that risk. But anyway, it does sound interesting. Um, so the, uh, the 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 kit as it stands, yeah, it will weigh in at about four hundred dollars. It's actually due for release in America tomorrow, I believe. Um, four hundred dollars is it's quite a bit of money to lay down. But I mean, you know, if you if you think of like a Samsung smartwatch, for example, as yeah. we just talked about, it's 300, 300 quid, right? Just for the watch. So yeah. um, it's so not too bad. Uh, it, it unfortunately won't be released in the UK until June. So um, I might have to have a look at that when it comes when it comes over here. I'll, I'll look at it in more detail later yeah. in the year, I think. Yeah. So on, on the smart band topic, we are planning the Blitz Airsoft event with uh, the, with the smart bands, uh, another smart band challenge. We're hoping to get our hands on three different variants um, or maybe we'll all use the same one to make it extra fair. Um, but I think we all know who's going to win anyway. So, it's um, going to be me this I don't, time. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it matters what, uh, what smart bands. Um, I'm going to be watching you like a hawk this time, man. <laughs> I swear you cheated last time. <laughs> Right, so yeah, if you guys want to check out the iFit Challenge, just 
Google search iFit, that's one word, and what gear, that's one word, uh, and you'll find the iFit challenge. And stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to the channel uh, and keep an eye out uh, for the the upcoming uh, fitness band challenges that we're going to do. Um, okay, so yeah, the film that I want, so we decided, my genius plan was this, right, that we'd have a tech, one tech topic, one movie and one game. So my game was uh, Uncharted 4 and the tech was the Sony C6. So the movie I was wanted to talk about, because literally they just released a second trailer for it, was the Suicide Squad. Um, this second trailer uh, seemed very much revolving around Harley Quinn. Um, bit more, you see a bit more of the characters. There's also, you know, I watched uh, one of those videos on YouTube where someone like breaks down all of the uh, the different characters in in the uh, in the trailer that you might yeah. not notice. There's a character. In, there's there's actually it's John Wayne's son or something like. That. No, not John Wayne. Um, what? Uh, other famous Western guy, man. His, uh, his mind, is, uh, my mind is just like gone blank. Um, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood's son's in it, and he might be Deathstroke. That's what I heard. Deathstroke. Um, he's he's like a in this in this film though. He's not Deathstroke yet. He's like a copper or something like that. Um, do you know what? When they were when they in this video I was watching, they were sort of saying, "Oh, this is this person. This is this person. This is this person." I didn't know who most of them were, man. Like, I'm like, I've never heard of these people before. Um, so I guess I don't know how. I mean, I am excited for this film. But I'm a, I'm a bit concerned that a lot of it's going to go over my head. I don't know who most of these people are. Um, I think like... What, um, is it actors or characters? Characters. Not actors, uh, but characters. I think there's, like that's, there's a... You know, we, talk, we talked about this a little bit last week. But, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, Marvel proved that you can make good stuff out of... Yeah, I know. not necessarily as, as familiar with. But I am concerned that they're... They they seem to want to make team up movies all the fucking time uh, at DC. Yeah. At the minute, so like, I didn't like this trailer. I'll be honest. Um, I feel like they were setting up a tone that was a little bit sort of grittier, a little bit um, more adult, a little bit more serious. Because uh, Suicide Squad, um, you know, what they've basically done in Suicide Squad uh, is they've taken all the kind of the villains from DC universe and they've put like, um, explosive collars on them, I guess. Uh, yeah. And then if they, they basically tell them, you know, we're going to put you in dangerous situations and you're going to do what we say. And if you don't, we're going to blow you up. Yeah. (laughs) We'll detonate the the explosive collar. So they're not heroes that they're being forced to do stuff against their will. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty dark in itself. And they've got this, uh, this trailer, and I feel like the tone of it is completely different again. They've made it uh, a lot more sort of fun, a lot more jokes involved, a lot more, you know. And I'm not saying yeah. that there can't be jokes because I like humor in those sort of situations. But um, yeah, I just, I'm struggling to sort of think to myself, I feel like the marketing for this is wrong. I don't really know what the tone of the film's going to be like now. It's, yeah, it's a little confusing as to what's yeah. actually happening. But I guess that's a good thing because if you look at the. Um, Batman vs Superman. They kind of, they've given the entire story too much away. away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Too much away. So maybe they're worried about doing that. Um, maybe that's why they're doing it. But I, do you know one of the things? You, after you said about Killer Croc last week, I did when I saw it, man. I just thought, yeah, the guy he, he should be much taller, um, much more intimidating. He's just like, 
a short guy with a stocky small, guy with scales. Yeah, he's small, stocky, you know, and I, yeah. I feel like the they needed a a, a massive, you know, like guy. six, seven, six foot, seven yeah. foot guy. Just a, a physically imposing uh, yeah. guy because that that's part of obviously what makes it an intimidating character because you know ultimately he's supposed to look terrifying because he's got a skin condition. Yeah, but also. You know, be big. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that was a good casting choice by them, but I'm sure it'll it'll work anyway. Um, yeah, I mean, the film looks interesting. Dave, do you get to watch it? I did. Yeah, I watched it this morning actually. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't want to make. It, I kind of agree with everything you uh, certainly Charlie was saying about the you know the whole taking a team of bad guys and making them do good and stuff like that. It's been, it's been done. It's been done a few times. So it's going to have to be something special for me to want to, uh, I'm not sure that I'll pay to go see this one at the cinema. I have to say, um, yeah, I kind of, I'm still, I in, want I'm still to, interested but... in seeing it. Yeah. But I just, for me, I thought I knew what it was going to be like. And then this trailer's come out and now I'm thinking, Oh, maybe it's going to be a bit more goofy than I was I, I, I have to say that the whole um, the whole uh, Bohemian Rhapsody um, <laughs> really didn't like that. Really uh, didn't like that. It was it, for, for those who haven't seen it. It was that the the, the latest trailer has been backed with a Bohemian Rhapsody uh, sort of um, mix, um, yeah. which was all right. But I think I think it sets the wrong tone for it. I mean, the, yeah. the, the first trailer had really sort of dark and eerie sort of. Um, I forget which the tune was, but it had sort of a much more. Uh, dark and eerie thing to it but um, also in the previous trailers you know we've seen will smith's uh character deadshot you know talking about his love for his daughter we've seen uh a little bit of the joker um and you know look looking like he's torturing someone it's it's been speculated that it's actually harley quinn that he's torturing in that scene um So yeah, we've we've seen a lot darker stuff in there, and uh, you know, again, I was talking. Uh, what do you think of the Joker actually? I've, now that we've seen a lot more of him, I think because this, this trailer shows a lot more than we've seen before. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we've only been had like little snippets. What do you uh, think of the choice for the for the, the for the little Joker? I, th- yeah. I think it was a good casting choice, but I was saying like, you know, I'm not keen on. The fact that, like, I'm watching him, and I feel like he's doing a Heath Ledger impression. Yeah, Heath Ledger kind of nailed it perfectly. He was, it? but he, he took it his own way as well, which is something that I really. It's another reason that I, I I've spoken before about how much I love The Dark Knight, but he he took it and made that role his own. And I feel like they need to say to Jared Leto, "What? How would you play this sort of thing? You know? Yeah, make, make it your own." And I like. I feel like the tattoos and the, the visual stuff, you know, having all his teeth knocked out um, is a way of doing that. But, you know, I'm I'm not, I'm fine with the idea of the uh, the Joker having tattoos, but I feel like the, the, cl- the cleanness of it, you know, is wrong. You know, for me, one of the, the, the missing thing, he's not wearing the suit. He's got to wear the purple suit, hasn't he? There's a lot more purple in the trailer, I guess. Uh, it's, it's a lot closer to the suit. But that's the iconic uh, look for the Joker. Yeah. So they have tried to revamp his look, but it, I, I don't know, man. Like we'll see how it goes. Um, mm. uh, I think it's hard to. It's going to be hard to upstage um, what Ledger did with it. Um, 
But it does look interesting. It is a film I do want to see. Uh, I hope I can figure out who everybody in the movie is. Um, there's rumours that maybe uh, you might see Poison Ivy in there. Uh, there's loads of characters that could potentially be in it. Um, it does Batman make an appearance in it as well? Yeah, he's there was it. a uh, very uh, tiny bit. You saw a tiny bit of him on uh, running on top of a car in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It's played so. by it's played by Ben Affleck as well. So yeah, um. yeah. so the link putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's an interesting movie, one to look out for. If you haven't seen the trailer, uh, you could check it out. I'll probably I'll post it up on uh, whatgear.net as well. So if you guys want to go whatgear.net, uh, go to the news feed, uh, and you can see the trailer there and see. Uh, I might leave some comments about what what I thought of it and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, on to the next one, Dave. Uh, yeah, okay. So um, I was looking at. Uh, trailers this morning and I came across um, what is it called? Gods of Egypt. I don't know if you guys have seen anything of this. It's uh, Gerard it, yeah. Butler. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what to make of this film yet. It's a it's, it's only a PG-13 so it's not going to be too gory. Um, uh, but it's kind of in the same vein as uh, Wrath of the Titans and that kind of thing. I mean, I mean obviously Wrath of the Titans was Greek mythology but this is... Uh, Egyptian um, gods and that sort of thing, but from the trailer, from what I saw of the trailer, there's some really decent special effects in it. Um, whether or not it's gonna, you know, they're relying on the uh, special effects to carry them through, I don't know. But yeah, that yeah. can be disastrous. You know, I watched the trailer right, and I I was fully expecting to see Gerard Butler kick, kick someone off a cliff or something and and shout, "This is Egypt." This uh, <laughs> is Cairo. <laughs> yeah, something like that. That's what I was thinking all the way through. Um, it 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 kind of is a crossover of 300. It kind of has that kind of feel to it, but it, with Wrath of the Titans. So that sort of a mytholo- um, more mythological sort of beings and gods and all this kind of stuff. Um, it does look entertaining. Um, I don't know, man. I really, I don't know what to expect. I, I, I was actually in the film Exodus. I don't know if you guys know. I was in the film Exodus. Maybe I'll tell a story about that in one of the landmark videos. I, I still have the picture. I might have to post that one. What <laughs> yeah, I was, I was there. I was in the nappy. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't the best costume I've ever it had, man. In a nappy, yeah. And I had the plague as well. Um, yeah. So I actually got a funny story about that, that film and that set. Um, so I'll tell that one day in one of the landmark videos. But um, that film did horribly bad, didn't it? It, was, it just went completely wrong. Um, they had loads of CGI. They had all the same formula as this film almost. Um, but it just didn't, it didn't do well, man. And, and to be honest, I started watching it the other day and halfway through it, I just wanted to turn it off. Um, mm. I, I hope they don't go down that route. Um, mm. have you, did you see the trailer, Charlie? I have seen it, yeah. And uh, I, I totally get what you're saying Troy that's that's the kind of vibe that I feel like they were going for maybe yeah that kind of uh more sort of stylized uh sort of 300 style stuff but you know like you say a bit more um you know I guess more so because 300 you know it still had like you know monsters and and yeah. shit but, uh yeah no I, I feel like when I'm going to the cinema now I have to be super careful about what it is that I'm interested in seeing because it's just, it's expensive now. Yeah. You know, and 
I feel like recently, especially, I've just been like, unless I'm super excited about it, I'm probably not going to go and see it. Wait until they got a uh, uh, buy one, get one free on Wednesday or something. Actually, someone said there's a group on offer and it's three tickets to Odeon for £12. That's not it's bad. It's any Odeon, apparently. That's not bad at all. It's not bad. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it could be good. Do you know one of the things I liked about it? This is one of the things I did like about it, is that Gerard Butler is the bad guy. He's not the good guy. He's the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and the good guy is um, the Kingslayer from... from um, Game of Thrones. Oh, Game of Thrones, yeah. I was looking yeah. at the dude this morning going, who is that? I, I recognise him, but it's, yeah. The Kingslayer. <laughs> he's, um, he's, yes, he looks different for some reason. I don't know it, why. Yeah, it's quite, it's quite I think it's the hair. And, is it a 12? Did you say it was a 12 day? So PG-13. PG, see, in the, it'd be 12 PG, day, yeah. For a PG or a 12, to have someone's eyeballs getting ripped out of their head, it's quite graphic, man. Like That's going to be one of those, um, <laughs> Uh, 12 A's then isn't it so what is because they don't really do 15's anymore really do they you know, it's 15... because they're unpopular mate that's why it's, yeah it's hot. everyone wants that 12 rating so that you know you More can appeal to a, yeah, mass market appeal I guess to, yeah. yeah appeal to a bigger a bigger audience and so also it's, it's a borderline 15 like like yeah yeah so it's all a money game isn't it they need to make the most uh, back as they can. Um, I don't know if I'll go to cinema and see that. I'd watch it on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, waiting until wait until uh, Blu-ray or Netflix uh, or something like that. I think, but um, yeah, that's 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 my, that's my film for this week anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's interesting. I it hasn't got the kind of hype that Batman vs Superman or any other superhero movies have. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how well that does. Uh, Charlie, next next topic, on to the next one. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go with my film pick. Um, so, you know, interesting that you mentioned about superhero films. There are a lot coming out this year, as we talked about last week. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to talk about Deadpool. Yeah, um, I've seen quite a few posters popping up now. Well, it's, it's coming out soon. It's out in just over three weeks. Um, yeah, it's Valentine's Day, which I think is a, <laughs> I think is a, a, a masterstroke, honestly. Um, yeah. It's, it's a genius move, I think, on their part because, you know, I feel like a lot of people nowadays, you know, want to... Yeah, it's going to be big with the singles demographic, I think, because, you know, a lot of a lot of people on Valentine's Day... Hello? Yeah, 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 we're good. Yeah, all right, cool. Yeah, it's going to be big with the singles demographic, I think, because uh, a lot of people, you know, spit, like they're, they're sick of Valentine's Day and they just want some time to themselves away from the couples, you know. Um, but then I've also seen some posters online, I don't know if you guys have seen these, uh, that have deliberately tried to make it look like kind of a, a romantic drama. Uh, you mentioned yeah, you this mentioned, before. You mentioned yeah. this last week, I, yeah. I, I, I talked about it last week, obviously, but, um, like, they, they've got that. There's a, There was a billboard that I saw as well that was just an emoji of a skull and an emoji of uh, a turd and then the word L, or the letter L. What does that mean? Deadpool. Oh. <laughs> Deadpool. Oh, I see, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, so I, I feel like... I feel like they're nailing the the marketing for it, but I mean, are you guys looking forward to Deadpool? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I think that's one I will go and watch at the. Uh, I might have to take a little trip down to uh, Barnet. 
Oh yeah, the, the new. Uh, well, the maybe new not cinema. my new one, because after after I got arsehead from sitting in backache from sitting in those uh, uncomfortable sofas. Yeah. On it, but um, yeah, I think it might be a GB, GBK day and a Deadpool. Go and watch Deadpool. Yeah. Too. You guys like the like? Are you familiar with the character from like the comics and stuff? I, I'm I'm sort of familiar with him. I, I know. He's, I, I know the I know gist who of he the is, character. But, um, I, I'm not really. I'm not. I'm not really a comic. Um, comic o- writer, so. obviously, we we talked about it last week, but um, you know, Deadpool's appeared in a film before, uh, portrayed yeah. by the same actor as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel like because uh, it's it's not a Marvel film, Deadpool. Um, it's not. Oh, it's not. No, but I feel Who, like is it a Sony? It's uh, it's Fox because they also own the rights to X Men and there's X Men oh. characters in the oh, film. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so yeah, I feel like um, they've learned really from the negative reaction that they had from um, the last time that they they dabbled, I guess, with the character um, Wolverine Origins. Yeah, uh, you had to say it, didn't you? Let's <laughs> say it. But, uh, yeah, it no, was yeah, a horrible I, film. I feel like they've learned a lot from it because you know it does seem a lot more. Uh, I mean, Ryan Reynolds has said before that you know he didn't enjoy the experience of working on Green Lantern and he didn't really enjoy the experience of uh, of being on Origins. Um, oh, Green Lantern was horrible as well, wasn't it? Bloody yeah. hell, you just reminded me. Well, there, there's a joke in there. Obviously, it's already been the trailer. Um, you know, the suit can't be animated, you know, which is a direct dig at uh, Green Lantern. Right. <laughs> uh, where the suit was was uh, an effect, like a, a CGI effect. Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to Deadpool. I think it's they've, they've obviously learned a lot. Hopefully it will mean that we get a better standard of, of superhero films from the, the other companies, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a much more comical, less serious um that's the action sort of, packed yeah that's uh, that's the sort of character he is so yeah i mean it's cool man he's got guns he's got swords he's got a sense of humor uh <laughs> it's uh it's gonna be a good film i think um i think the only downside is people that might not know the character and what kind of character he is they might go to the film and not realize what they're in for yeah um that is a possibility but i think the film would do well personally what do you think, Dave? Thumbs yeah, up. Yeah, let's. Film? Uh, uh, yeah, so far from everything I've seen, thumbs up. Let's um, let's get in the diary, man, for a, for a walk around, and we can. Um, yeah, have some beers, some burgers, and and watch a film. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to stay and sleep with your dog, I suppose. Too. <laughs> sleep sleep in the living room, um, but um, if I'm gonna be boozing, but um, yeah, why yeah. not, man? Let's let's get it booked. Let's go and see it. When's that out then? Valentine's oh, Day. Yeah, well, Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day yeah, Valentine's of course. Day, yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Um, oh, right, maybe, maybe that's going to be a difficult Day, one, yeah. <laughs> you can't go and sit on the... Um, I, I'm not sitting holding your hand, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, we'll, we'll look at it a couple of weeks after and see if we can get a good deal on. Um, so, I mean, I'm out of I'm out of stuff. Actually, no, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about, right, and it's going back to Sony, uh, for the Sony fans out there. It's another bit of news, which we really should have talked about last week when it was fresh, but uh, we ran out of time. The Let's Play. So basically, Sony have tried to trademark this phrase, Let's Play, um, which apparently has been going for like ever. 
and like they're the biggest YouTubers in the world, like uh, PewDiePie and people like that. They've been doing this sort of style of video streaming for like, you know, since whenever they started. Sony have basically seen this sort of trend now, right? Like now, like years later and been like, oh, maybe we should trademark this and uh, call it our own. Um, so there's there's reasons there's a few reasons why you know it's, it's all um, it's not clear as to why they want to do it. There's been an uh, idea put out that maybe they want to rebrand Twitch and call it Let's Play, or maybe they want to start their own sort of thing uh, called Let's Play. But it got rejected. So that's the interesting thing. It got rejected. Uh, what do you guys think about that? It's not surprising that it was rejected. I think because it's it's already you know like you say. Troy, it's an established term. Yeah. Like so, it's not surprising to me, at least, that uh, that it got rejected. Mm. Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Sony are a bit of bang out of order on this one. To be honest, uh, yeah. it seems it seems like they were trying to use their uh, trying to lean on the on the smaller people that have uh, taken up this thing and, and seem to be doing very well with it. And yeah, shame on Sony, to be honest. Trying to buy their way in to mm. uh, to an already sort of. Um, thriving uh concept exactly, yeah for, for them to say it was theirs all along i think it's uh i i seem to remember some sort of poster or something like that or some playstation 2 days where it was like you know you saw like the playstation symbols the the x the square triangle and circle that sort of thing um with a let's play slogan but in terms of what what it is what what let's play is on on the and the youtube scale youtube scene um the thing that, is that's that's not why it was rejected why? Why did they reject it? It was it was rejected because there's another company that owns a trademark of Let's Play, right? Let's Let's with a Z. Uh, okay. So they filed it on they they filed the application basically on the basis that it would be confusing. Uh, yeah, but, but you know what? It's not it just the name that they're after. It's they're after the concept. They're after the gaming. And live live streaming, video live streaming at the same time. That that's what they want to trademark that mm. whole uh, concept, not just the name itself. Um, which is, um, I think, is a bit optimistic of them to try and do. And uh, as well as that, there's actually a YouTube channel called Let's Play, which yes. has got like three mil subs on it already, or something like that. And they yeah. do Let's Play. <laughs> so let's let's like, play games and talk talk while we play the games. Can you imagine like. what those guys are thinking? They must be. They must have been a bit worried, like a big, uh, big corporation like that coming after their um, their sort exactly. of niche. Um, are, are the days of corporation, uh, big corporation, sort of um, monopolizing a concept? Are those days over now. It, it seems like it might be. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly the way digit, you know, sort of independent digital digital trends seem to be running these days. Um, I think if if someone comes up with a good enough idea on on their own, um, with with the, the the way the internet works these days, yeah, they can they can make it a success off their own back, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And apparently they they got rejected, but they might try again. So they might like appeal it or whatever. Um, so we we still might see it happen. Uh, the other the other rumor is that maybe they just wanted to use it in an advert or a trailer for the PlayStation. Um, use that mm. term in some kind of advert advertising camp- campaign um, or something like that. So it I, might not I be would, as sinister would, as we think. I would suspect, <laughs> based on what you were saying about they wanted to do the whole live streaming thing, I would suspect it would be 
uh, Sony's own interpretation of uh, Twitch or something like that, or YouTube, YouTube gaming, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. their own uh, within their own PlayStation ecosystem and that sort of thing. Yeah, Pro- probably yeah. something that they charge for or something like that. Or yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the Let's Play scandal, um, trademarking scandal that not many people are happy about. I don't think I haven't read anything where people were like, oh, I wish they. I wish they did get it. <laughs> you know, mm. uh, I don't think it's a good thing. If they should try and come up with their own, their own slogan or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, that's pretty much it. Unless anyone else got anything else to well, talk about? Well, yeah, this week? I've got um, I've got one game I wanted to mention. Oh yeah, of course. Um, so my game this week is called oh, we've got Charlie's game as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, my game this week is called This War of Mine, uh, The Little Ones, which is uh, it's coming out on Xbox One. I'm not sure about the other platform. Um, uh, I only really care about Xbox One, if I'm honest. <laughs> um, fanboy. Fanboy. Well, yeah, I mean, you guys are PlayStation uh, and I'm uh, I'm Xbox, so I'm keeping it real with the, uh, <laughs> with the struggling platform. Um, but yeah, no, it, look, it looks quite cool. It looks quite cool. It's, uh, it's basically a survival game. Um, or as far as I can tell, it's a side-scrolling survival game. Well, it, it came out in 2014 for PC. That's um, right, yeah. Yeah, so I've I've played quite a bit of Last of Us. Um, this War of Mine, rather. Okay. It reminds me of Last of Us. I'm glad you said that, because when I, quite, I, watched, I watched the trailer, and it, that's what immediately I thought. This looks like a side-scroller Last of Us. The, the idea of the game, basically, like you say, Dave, it's a, a survival game, but it's uh, hinged on kind of people who are like ordinary people that are trapped in a war. Yeah. So, um, but it's uh, it, it's been praised for putting people in difficult situations. So, you know, there's there's uh, times where you might find people in in need of help, and you can decide to basically just use it as a distraction to kind of, um, you know accomplish your goals of like getting food for you know the other survivors or mm. uh, or you can choose to try and help them and, and save them and stuff so there's a, been a lot of reviews written about you know experiences where people have been made to feel uncomfortable in those sorts of situations so it's it's quite a quite an adult themed game yeah but the the thing for me the thing for me really is obviously you know with the with the console the consoles there is a uh, a, a definite firm trend of either racing games or first-person shooters or football games or you know there's there, there's the, u- the the usual um, syndicate of games that you can get your hands on. But this this one really is one of those one of those games that you don't really see that often on a, on a console platform, which is one of the reasons I chose it for this week. So um, yeah, it's out. I believe it's out this month. Um, I can't remember exactly when it is out. Um, let me have a look. No, is it a uh, digital download only? Uh, well, it's, it's available from Shop Two, um, Shop Two which is where I buy most of my uh, most the of my games. Physical disc. There is a physical disc. I would uh, almost certainly expect it to be a digital download as well. It's actually it's actually uh, available 29th of January uh, this year. So um, yeah, um, you can buy it for, uh, online for 22 around about 23 quid. Um, so yes, yeah, it's, it's not not a bad price considering you normally pay forty fifty quid for the almost you know as we mentioned last week almost the same game. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it seems it seems to be a, a more original uh, game for the console. Yeah, I mean it, it. You know, obviously I 
explained kind of the the concept of it, but yeah. this, this one is the, it's uh, from the perspective of children. That's right. So it's another new kind of spin on it. Yeah. So uh, if you it's uh, eight day uh, eight days out. If you're interested in something new for uh, these cold January uh, winter evenings, then um, go and buy it. Yeah. Check that one out. Um, I'm going to have a look into that a bit more. I watched the trailer just briefly, just so I knew what sort of what it was all about. It does look interesting. Um, side scrollers, um, you know, that's what I grew up with. Every most of us did. Um, sort of the Mario's and the Sonic side scrollers, and now they've kind of evolved into these more um, mature themed games. Yeah. yeah, which is interesting. So it's a, definitely something I'll look at in the future. Really cool. Um, Charlie, what game were you going to talk about? Yeah, so I guess I'm I'm closing this out today. Uh, yeah. I'm wanted to talk about. Uh, obviously, we we're talking about Nintendo earlier, and you spoke about Zelda. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wanted to just talk about that because they've uh, confirmed the uh, amiibo functionality for the upcoming Legend of Zelda: Twilight Princess HD uh, remake. Um, so they've been making a lot of HD remakes of of old classic Zelda titles. Mm. Um, so it's not really surprising that they'd make a, a, a Twilight um, Princess uh, HD remake. But yeah, they've, they've just talked about um, kind of what role Amiibos are going to play in it, um, which I'm not sure if I like or not, really. It seems like they're going to be kind of like modifiers. What is Amiibo? Just Amiibos are basically like... Um, little action the, figures that yeah, you stand on a little base. Collectible figures, um, and then inside the collectible figures, you've got a little flash memory right. uh, thing, a little contact uh, thing, and it will just store like some very basic information. So, uh, most of my uh, use of Amiibos has been with Super Smash Brothers, um, right. where you can basically train uh, train them up, uh, and it will. The reason I, I enjoy uh, them for Super Smash Brothers at least is that uh, when you're fighting an amiibo, it will learn from how you fight it. Right, so, right. So, so it's kind of Pokemon esque. Kinda, um, and it's it's uh, it makes it like more difficult as time goes on, obviously, because the more you fight it, the more it will learn to fight against you. So right. it's it's a good way of playing Smash, I think, because you will learn kind of what moves counter yours uh, and what sort of styles counter yours as well. But uh, yeah, the, the functionality has been used in most Wii U titles uh, and then they've rolled out the new Nintendo 3DS, which uh, supports that functionality as well. Ah, interesting, interesting. But yeah, it seems like they're going to be modifiers uh, for Twilight Princess HD. So, you know, you can... Uh, I think the the Ganondorf one they were saying makes it uh, harder. Uh, there's other ones that like replenish your health, replenish your coins. Um, you know. So, so the actual characters, it won't be it won't be specific amiibos for this, but it will be say you could put you could stick Donkey Kong on there and it would uh, make the world you could jump higher or something like that, right? Yeah, it's it's that uh, that kind of thinking at least. Right, right, like, right. Uh, yeah, it, uh, I'm just trying to get out. So the the shake um, amiibo will restore uh, players' hearts, so your health. Gandalf makes it more difficult. Um, Toon Link uh, replenishes the players' arrows. So yeah, there's a uh, you know they're kind of modifiers 
to to boost or make it easier or make it harder depending on how you want to play it i guess you know uh one of the things i was looking into the sort of games industry right merchandise is one of the big sort of profitable areas of gaming and i what they're kind of doing here is they're kind of combining you know the release of a new game with a whole load of of figurines um, yeah it's, it started so with very clever really didn't it um, yes yeah, it's it a very clever tactic it started mm. with that disney have got in on it uh warner brothers yeah. have got in it with lego dimensions uh my, but kids, yeah, and, uh, my kids are well into skylanders so uh, yeah yeah, yeah we have you, you spoke about it before, haven't you, Dave? Yeah. I mean, so what it, what they're kind of piggybacking on is the the fact that merchandise is is very profitable and making it collectible as well. So like yeah. you know, get, you, get you the don't toys, just buy one, play the games. You know. Yeah. They probably make more off you know, a couple of those uh, toys than they do off the actual game itself. Um, smart for Nintendo, they need they need to um, kind of claw their way back. Uh, let's hope their new consoles. Um, they're making a lot of cash out of Amiibos. You know, yeah. it's been a, pro- a license to print money. Yeah, yeah, yeah cool. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I would like to revisit that game. I don't have a Wii U, and I don't know if I want to buy one either. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. Um, but I used to have. A, I used to have a Nintendo Wii uh, when they when they came out, but um, that got sold uh, sold a long time ago. <laughs> Um, no, I enjoyed I, Twilight I Princess, so yeah, I think for me it's interesting, but it's it's quite recent. I think you know it's it's the most recent Zelda game that they've given the HD treatment to. Obviously, mm. um, what the main thing for me is like they showcased that Zelda game that they've been working on, that open world Zelda game that they've been working on. They've promised that it's still coming out. It's still coming out for the Wii U. Where is it? Mm. Give us some new stuff. Yeah, give us some new stuff. Don't keep, you know, bringing out these HD remakes. Like, it's nice to revisit stuff, but yeah, you know, I'm, well, I'm not, just I'm not trying to... always a fan of HD remakes. So, yeah, I mean, they're just trying to trying to recreate something that worked for them in the past. Try and recoup some of that lost money. Um, which is understandable, especially if people people buy. It. I'm sure people will buy into it. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Nintendo. I hope they come back. Um, I'm interested to see this new console now. I didn't even know about it until you mentioned it today. I'm um, less interested, I have to say, now I know it's not um, full HD. That's uh, a <laughs> yeah. no-no in my book. Well, like, always I say, been like I say, Dave, it's, uh, it, it's only a rumour. So yeah. it, might, yeah, that's it, might prove, it might prove to be false, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait and see, but... Um, it will have to be uh, if it's not full HD, like you know, like the Wii and the uh, well, yeah, like the Nintendo Wii when when sort of the 360 and that sort of stuff came out, and the, the Wii was out. It's just not. Um, it just ain't cricket. Yeah, um, a lot of pe- a lot of people made that. Um, you I know, don't like cricket. When, I love it. <laughs> when the PS3 and the 360 came out, um, obviously it was a lot of people's first experience with HD gaming. Yeah. So the fact that the Wii wasn't, you know, and they've recently sort of said, you know, maybe we should have put HD uh, output on that and kind of tried to to uh, boost the power and, and make it look nicer. But I wonder if they'll go with some crazy controller again or whether they'll just try and keep well, it they, they have got They simple. have got the pattern that, they've, uh, that was leaked to um, a new style of controller uh, that is, it functions much like a touch screen. The, the entire face of the controller is like a touch screen, but there are analog sticks and shoulder buttons. Interesting. Interesting. Um, 
But yeah, I've got a theory on that, but you'll have to wait for another podcast. So yeah, yeah. I, I, we've been I, going I, for I wanna, a long time. Not, not just that, but I want to refrain from talking too much about, you know, uh, yeah. w- wild speculation. You know, we could do a, a a possible sort of, you know, rumors video for that. What, what gear word on the street? Possibly. A quickie leaks. Yeah, or a quickie leak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, basically, let's just finish this off with a little chat about the channel. So uh, interestingly enough, nearly on 6,000 subscribers now. Um, and it's funny because I haven't been as active as I have uh, been in the past. Uh, 1.6 million views on the channel. Um, you might find this interesting. 1.15 or 1.17 now probably of those views are actually on Sony content. Um, so it's kind of, um, I kind of realize now that maybe that's what we need to push more of the Sony stuff. Although, you know, I want it to be very um, fan orientated. So if you guys out there listen to this and you want to hear us talk about other stuff other than Sony, uh, you want to see videos, quickie leaks, what get word on the streets, uh, anything else, just leave the comments. Uh, you know, getting shot in, a, in an airsoft thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, this is another bit of news. Um, Lucky. So basically, I've hit the. Uh, we've hit the um, the point where we can now use the YouTube Space Studios in London, right? Which means now we can up the game with production value. Uh, so I've actually already negotiated this, and I'm hopefully it will it will happen. Um, I did a video a while back for Divulet's Phantom, which is a French company, really high-end audio company. Um, they said that they were going to lend us one of their speakers or hopefully even a couple of the speakers to film some stuff at the uh, YouTube studios. Um, so that's going to be really cool. And I'm also going to reach out to um, one of our friends in the Airsoft business and see if we can get some uh, new released Airsoft weaponry to possibly unbox and do some cool videos up there as well uh, so you guys want to stay tuned to what gear and um, check out the channel literally you can go to youtube type in what gear it's one word what gear um, <laughs> um, also don't forget we film we record these uh podcasts every week on a thursday so if you tune into the what gear channel on friday um, or the website on friday where it is what gear what uh, .net whatgear.net forward slash podcast one uh, word yes yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatgear.net forward slash podcast you can get a new podcast every week on a Thursday night Friday probably say Friday just to be safe because uh, um, you might be in a different country um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so I guess that's it I think that's it um, we can wrap this up uh, yep. Big thanks to Avi Dave out in Cambridge. Uh, big thanks to uh, our resident Lincoln from Lincoln, uh, Char- Cartoon Charlie. Um, and we'll see you guys next week on the What Gear podcast. Later. All right, we're done. Good stuff, man.